Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Are you listening? 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 Yo, my G. Are you listening? 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 Hello and welcome to Are You Listening podcast. Um, I don't have a tagline for this yet, but we'll get there. Uh, we'll team it up together. Uh, I am Brandon. Um, I'd like to introduce you to my, I guess that was Scott here. Hello, I am Scott. Whoa, that was like radio announcer type voice there. Hello. Yeah. You're like that homeless guy that uh, they found with the golden voice. <laughs> I totally remember that guy. Essentially, the basis of this episode of the podcast is I am bringing an album to Scott that he's never heard. Um, we're going to talk about it. We're going to dig into the history of the album a little bit, and we're going to talk about what he thought of it, and at the end, if he's going to continue his adventure in this band and or album. Yeah. Today's album, we're doing uh, Emery's The Week's End. Uh, it was released twice in January. Um, I don't know if you saw the release date of this. Twice? Thing. It was released twice? Yeah. It was uh, It was released January 15th huh. in 04. And then it was reissued on January 27th. 12 days later. It had different cover art. It had track six was an originally titled untitled. And then it had a, it had its current title with the reissue. Well, that's crazy. Who would, who would think to re-release an album like not even two weeks later? Yeah, I, I, I didn't know that. I couldn't find out why. I looked everywhere. I looked on Emery's site. I looked on Wikipedia. I looked everywhere. I could not figure out why it was released who was the record label that released it uh they signed a tooth and nail in 04 okay i know tooth and nail i know tooth and nail that's crazy that they did that now off the top i guess we'll start with the band itself sure emory is a post-hardcore that's what they're classified on wikipedia okay uh, a post-hardcore band from seattle currently but founded in rock hill south carolina oh wow a very fun fact about Okay, maybe fun's the incorrect word here, but they <laughs> they left from South Carolina to move to Seattle to be in a bigger music scene, and the date they left was 9-11-2001. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a that's a rough fact. That's yeah. rough. They were, le- like, they were at a diner leaving South Carolina when they found out what happened. Like, they were already on the road when the attack happened. Like, that's wild. Oh, man, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I, I, it blew my mind. Like the way that that could even come together is crazy to me. Yeah. The one thing that their Wikipedia doesn't really put as their genre is um, 
Christian, but Emery is very much a Christian band. I don't know if you knew that. Or... I didn't. Okay, so when you when you said tooth and nail just now, yes, because um, I, I didn't look up anything about this band or this record before I started listening to it, just to have my kind of full on just first reaction to it, uh, yeah. us talking here. Um, so I wanted to go in completely new, but I can't remember which one of the songs. All I heard was like one mention of God in one of the songs. Okay. So I didn't necessarily take it as, as Christian or anything like that, but I know tooth and nail is a Christian, uh, record label. Okay. I, I didn't know. I did not know that. Yeah. There's a, oh man, I'm already going into my history. Uh, there's a band MXPX. Uh, that started out on Tooth and Nail that I was super into, uh, Christian punk rock band, and that's how I know Tooth and Nail. So putting those together is kind of, yeah, okay, I get it. I knew MXPX from like compilation albums. Like they, I think they might have been on a Punkorama or two, but I, oh, I, yeah. I'd never really listened to a whole MXPX album. Oh, shit. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm adding to the list now. Add into the list. That is going to be the aim of this podcast. Mostly is um, we're we're just trying to broaden each other's knowledge of music, or potentially the genres we enjoy, um, or just even you know find something we don't like, and then know that we're not going to like more going down that road. But sure. I know personally, I'm going to try to be positive about everything. That's I'm 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 aiming to be positive. <laughs> I will be positive up to the point that I'm not. That's fair. That's fair. I'm not going to lie. I have some opinions on things. One of the main things about their Christianity, though, is they were they were heard in many interviews saying that even though they're Christians in a band, they don't really consider themselves a Christian band. They're just a band comprised of Christians. I like that. Yeah, I totally get that. The band currently actually uh, two of the members have a podcast called Bad Christian. So it's, you know, one of those, oh. you know questioning which is i guess i think is a key point of yeah, yeah. faith of all all types any kind of faith you can't have blind faith you need to be questioning your faith but i think a lot of emery's sure. direction comes from that also um back to the band's cool. discography they released two eps before signing with tooth and nail the columbus eep v don't know why that's the title in 02 and then maybe this plays into why they reissued it i don't know but their second EP was called The Week's End EP, and that was also an 04. Oh. So I don't know if the Week's okay. End the Week's End EP maybe had too similar of artwork to the first artwork on the album. I'm oh, the sure. actual album? But that, that could cause confusion. Okay, I can see that. A lot of the songs yeah. are the same on the EP, though. It's very similar. Like, they're, they're, they're clearly better produced. Right. The, the, the band Emery got its name after guitarist, vocalist Toby Morrill. Moral or Morel, I don't know the proper pronunciation. I apologize ahead of time. <laughs> it was named after a first grader that he met while working as an intern for a teacher in college. He was in college as a teacher, and there was a kid in a first grade class named Emery. And hey, that's our band name, guys. <laughs> that's so wild. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird move. <laughs> the album has 10 tracks, a runtime of almost 41 minutes. So it's a, it's pretty tight. I mean, 10, 10 tracks, 41 minutes. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that was the standard for years for albums. Like any any more than ten, you oh, didn't yeah. do it. Produced by Ed Rose. Tell me if you know any of these other acts he worked with. He did four albums for the Get Up Kids, which I'm familiar with. Oh yeah, dude, huge Get Up Kids fan. Uh, well, he did four of their albums. So, so that see, I only awesome. know them as I only know them by name. I don't really know their work 
particularly. Oh shit, dude. Oh my God. More <laughs> to the list. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Yeah, oh, for sure. As similar as some of our tastes are, we've had very different musical journeys in our lives. Oh yeah. He did an album for Motion City Soundtrack. Oh yeah. He did an album for Spill Canvas, which were really huge in the scene for a brief amount of time. And then yep, I remember he, them. He also did, and this one seemed fun to me, uh, Puddle of Mud's debut EP. No way. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh man, what a what a journey that band has had too. <laughs> I saw them I saw them live in ooh, had to be oh five ish. It was I, I mean she fucking hates mm. me was was just killing the airways. Yeah, that was that was big back then. It was at a festival and I just they were just there. Like I wasn't there to see Puddle of Mud. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. Like a family values tour or something like that. It was the Rolling Rock Town Fair. It was a Rolling Rock sponsored tour. Oh damn. That my my mom was a bartender and so she would get the tickets from the Rolling Rock guy. So the Rolling Rock guy would come and like oh, give nice. the tickets. I can't I can't remember who headlined that year. Dude, that's a hookup. Oh, it was wild. The first time I went, it was headlined by Blink-182 and Sum 41, which is just giant for that time. Yeah, that's huge. And then, I can't remember. I know in one of them, the lead singer of Disturbed came out and punched out the lead singer of Finch on stage. (laughs) No! Oh, man. Um, and, And... I mean, that explains why I hate Disturbed so much. <laughs> that's why. That's the one reason. That guy's, a, that guy's a dick. That's that's one reason. Not the music. The other reason is, ah! <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> I I wasn't a Disturbed fan, and I, I like was familiar with Finch, but I wasn't like a super big Finch fan. But the dude from Finch was just out there, just digging in and saying like how bad disturbed was and how much shit they are and i think he was hammered i mean nice he kind of ended up deserving it i guess but you know (laughs) no disturbed is shit finch is better i mean i'm not gonna disagree that finch is a better band like finch is definitely a better band and i i would prefer finch to disturbed but when you're on the same ticket and you're out there talking shit on a band who's like just going just gone on or going on right after you like it's it's a weird move it's a weird probably not a good call but but respect to the lead singer from finch though that's a ballsy move (laughs) for taking the punch and talking shit (laughs) yeah you gotta do it sometimes a and r on this record was done by john dunn and this is just another fun fact he was the second and current bassist of demon hunter oh wow wild that's crazy the connection there would be the christianity i guess oh yeah i suppose yeah i guess i didn't think about that yet Demon Hunter is a Christian band, and you know maybe he found them all. I, I, is there a Christian scene, like a Christian scene, music scene? I don't know. I, you know what? I don't know. Like I know, uh, like I said, like the only Christian record label I ever knew was Tooth and Nail. So yeah. maybe there is a Christian scene. I get you know I I never dove into it because I was I was brought up Catholic, so oh, I was yeah, rebelling yeah. against everything like that. <laughs> Same. I was brought up Catholic <laughs> as well. Yes. Um, I mean, there's bands that I listened to that I didn't even know were Christian. Like, I didn't know Norma Jean was Christian until, I mean, way after I listened to Norma Jean. Um, oh, right. Under, I think Under Oath for a while I didn't know were Christian. Oh, I knew those dudes were. Yeah, uh, because one of my one of my friends who was super, super into Christian stuff brought them to me. And I was like, oh, they sound cool. <laughs> uh, 
I'm good. <laughs> was, was that was that before or after Spencer just screamed his head off for an entire album? Because that's a whole nother ball game. Yeah, no, it was before. Like it was, it was one of their first records. Okay, I, I don't even think I've heard remember of the title of it, but like I think I heard their big two. The is it boy okay. brushed red or whatever? That's the song on one of them. Alive or just breathing, maybe I don't know. And then the one after that or before that. Mm. But I, I, the window for Under Oath for me was small, but I did get into the almost, which is the drummer's side project. I like, yeah, his side project where he was singing. I like that a lot. I heard his first one and then never delved in. Which, which was the first one? Southern Weather. Yeah, the one that had the yeah, that one. It had the single. Got pretty big. Say say this sooner was the single i think that's the name of it yeah uh, yeah that yeah. i think that was there was a there was a video for that on mtv i think it was in the last gasp mtv trying to keep videos on <laughs> yeah i think so i think that's probably why i remember it because it was just him wasn't it just him like standing in a parking lot singing and playing guitar or something like that or, or it was Maybe a field not. of some sort but yeah it was just him though. yeah yeah you know 2000s yeah, normal yeah, video for for that time. Speaking of the two thousands, other January releases, other releases from January oh four, we had Twista's Kamikaze, his fourth album. There you go. That dude is crazy, by the way. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I I've heard he just he just put a new album out actually, and I heard it's good. Fuck off. Are you serious? That's what I've been told. I haven't dabbled yet, but oh man, that's crazy. This was, and we will touch this when we get to the charts, charts, this was the album that had slow jams on it, which was a big single for him. He made a lot of money. There it is. Single. Yeah, I remember that one. A couple other scene releases. I have uh, Circle Takes the Square's debut as The Roots Undo, as well as Bayside's Sirens and Condolences. Both their you know, Dude, debut for both of them. That there. record was huge for me. I've, I've never listened huge to Bayside. Huge for me. I've never listened to Bayside. Fuck off. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I'm just I know I need to keep a running list. I mean, if they the only Bayside albums I would have or songs I would have heard would have been on probably Warp Tour compilations because that's the only time that I think it would have crossed over. That would make sense, yeah. Iced Earth's seventh album, The Glorious Burden came out. Fuck the seventh album. <laughs> I've I've never listened, so I, I don't know. But seventh album. I haven't either, but I'm I was told that, or I've read somewhere that that dude's not great. Like he's really took a hard right turn somewhere and he's doing weird stuff, which, you know, live your life, I guess. Just don't it, hurt other it people. It happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that that goes around. If you thought seventh album was, uh, was something, how about the ninth album from MC Hammer? Full Blast. Shit. No. Came out. Dude, he has nine albums. Are you serious? I think he has like eleven. Oh my god, he has a lot. Um, as for the Billboard, <laughs> as for the Billboard one one hundred, like I said, album came out. What did I say? Um, the reissue the twenty seventh. So I got the Billboard Hot one hundred of you know January thirtieth because it only goes by certain increments. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Number one, uh, Hey Ya by Outkast, giant song. Oh, that was huge. Huge that song was giant. I covered that song. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie i totally did and then i don't know how often this is done but number two on the hot 100 was the way you move by outcast featuring sleepy brown snaps no so outcast had one and two during this that period. was a hot song too uh number three you don't know my name by alicia keys 
which yeah. I don't really remember. I don't really remember that song at all. I don't. I don't know that one either. It's kind of out of my wheelhouse, especially in 04. I think I remember that record coming out. I actually think I bought that CD, the Alicia Keys album. You you bought it? Yeah. Bought the Crazy, Keys right? That, wild, that, huh? That is that is a wild turn. Uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I've I dabbled like a bit here and there in female singers, but yeah. That's that's a weird one. Yeah. Yeah, that is. I think it's because uh, she she plays her own instrument. That was a big thing for me checks out i guess yeah that makes sense yeah that her and uh who's that chick vanessa carlton you remember her that, is that i'd walk a thousand miles yeah yep okay then i got into her for a second too who else uh michelle branch is the other one i think of when i think of female piano yeah at that point i stopped <laughs> i don't know what her single is either anyway yeah me neither Oh shit, I remember that song. I think everybody knows that song. I will at least say that the song, but the video had heavy rotation at the Brandon White House. That's for sure. <laughs> that's Man. for sure. Um, and then some some notable uh, rock that I just took out. Uh, Someday by Nickelback's number eight. It's My Life by No Doubt, number 10. And then Numb by Linkin Park was at 14. Dude, I love that track. <laughs> there was uh there was i don't know if you heard it there was some lincoln park in our theme song put a little in there was there i was trying to place a bunch of them i just didn't i i, I didn't have uh the ear for like the two seconds each each one yeah yeah because i it's like i think it's like thir- 34 seconds and i think there's 15 16 different tracks in there yeah, it's, it's crazy it's awesome it's from the track it's from the track blackout and I, I wasn't really even super familiar with the track, but I just did right. a, a lyric search for Are You Listening? And here we go. <laughs> it's perfect. Okay, well, before we get into critics' reviews, just generalize. Sure. What did you think of this album? Totally sounds like early 2000s. Like, the I first thing I wrote down, like, I I went through it. So I, I listened to the record start to finish uh, five times this week. So the first time, the first note I wrote down was "sounds just like early 2000s." Yeah, it's it placed. It sounds perfectly. like the scene. <laughs> like, it definitely sounds like the scene. Yeah, totally does. Um, second thing I said was, "This is a record that a guy who's totally into From Autumn to Ashes or Boy Sets Fire could get his girlfriend to listen to." Oh wow! I mean, I was. Yeah, I was into From Autumn to Ashes. This is a bridge record. Yeah, I was in. I was into From Autumn to Ashes, and then uh, it was actually a female friend of mine. Um, shout out Lacey because I think you're listening. Um, who I think showed me Walls first, and Walls was the one, man. Like that track is what yeah. that that. I was during a time when I didn't like a clean vocal, and okay. that track had enough intensity in it that it it got yep. me. I love I love that track. It's a good one. It's definitely a good one. <clears throat> but yeah, like uh, I was into From Autumn to Ashes and my wife, girlfriend at the time hates screaming vocals, hates them. Okay. But every once in a while I can slip in a song that has a few harsh vocals and then flip to a clean vocal real quick and she doesn't care. So this is totally one of those records where I would be like in 2004, I'd put it on and see what her reaction is. And her, re- I'm pretty sure her reaction would be like cringe at the the little bit of harsh vocals, but then totally into all the clean vocals and stuff. I could tr- I could trick her with this one easy. 
I think their harmonies are absolutely mind blowing. Oh yeah, I have that written down later. They're just so beautiful, and I wish I had more of a like musical knowledge to know like what kind of voice this guy has or something. But I also think like the main clean vocalist without the harmonies, his voice is a tone that you don't hear a lot, especially in scene music. Right. No, I agree with that completely. Uh, and it sounds great. Oh, I, I love their vocals. And it, it's weird, though, because like this is so much like as a guy who wasn't liking clean vocals, how did I latch on to this? I, th- I think actually kind of it goes along with what I said earlier about like tricking my girlfriend into listening to it. I think the for in your case, I think the harsh vocals give you just enough hook to get into the clean. And then yeah, by the time right. you listen to it, he has such a great clean vocal that you're you can't help but listen to it and enjoy it. And then every once in a while they'll come back with the harsh vocals and hook you again. Yeah. And maybe that maybe because it because it's a different voice. Like it doesn't sound like the standard, you know, especially not even just scene bands, but standard rock bands at the time didn't have voices like this. Yeah, no. The only one that I can compare to a little bit is Boy Sets Fire. Their vocalist, he has he has his his vocal style is real close um, to this one. Well, I mean, you might not believe this, but uh, I, I don't think I've ever listened to a boy set out boy set fire record. <laughs> <laughs> I need to keep a whiteboard next to next to the computer here. It better be a long whiteboard. <laughs> uh, it's. I'm going to write really, really small. Um, you said you listened to this thing five times. One of the questions that I yeah. have that I want to ask every week, um, and I'll be, you know, when you bring me an album, I'll be doing it myself. How many listens did it take you to, quote, get it? Like, like sometimes you listen to an album, and it's like one time through, you're like, oh, I get it. I don't need to revisit it. I mean, I know we're going to listen to it more times for this, but sometimes it takes three or four before like, oh, I get it. Yeah, first first listen through. Like when when I said it reminded me of early two thousands, dude, that was when I was in it. Like I was full on. The fact that it sounds like an early or like an early thousands record is a, a very much a positive. Oh yeah. Okay. Like that okay. was when, like for me, the music that I listened to changed more. So I used to be super into punk rock and and fast you know no effects style skate punk one minute 35 second songs that was what i was into and then early 2000s yeah the scene started hitting real hard um with post hardcore <laughs> uh people listening to this can't see my air quotes uh <laughs> but um yeah, started hitting with this and the mixture of the harsh vocals and the clean vocals and, you know, the breakdowns and just everything about that was just a new feeling. So getting into a different kind of music, like feeling like I got in on the ground floor of yeah. something new coming out was big for me. Like I just... yeah. It, it like it encapsulates a time in my life uh, that I wish never ended. Uh, <laughs> just oh, you just feel it, you know. <laughs> I, I guess if you listen, to, 
I guess if we listen to an emo album, that's going to happen. We're going to hit a certain, uh, a certain level of emotional. Oh yeah, and you're gonna you're gonna get a couple with not listening to Get Up Kids ever. Okay. You're, you're getting one. <laughs> now, I think, and you could disagree with this or not, but I think that uh, Emery took like a known scene formula, like a known formula that was being done in the scene, but they kind of added a little more finesse. Like there was a little bit more of a musicality behind it. And then potentially maybe even a little more of a like deeper lyrical content than some of the scene bands were doing. What do you think? Possibly uh, not listening to this record until, you know, almost 20 years later, it's hard to gauge yeah. um, exactly what came out at that time against this record. Um, but one thing that, that Emery did on this album, at least for me, it didn't hit quite as hard, but it like, I, I think later on I got it. Um, the addition of the, the keyboards or the synths. Yeah. I don't think in 2004, too many bands were doing that. That was kind of one thing I wrote down. Um, I don't think a lot of bands were doing that. Although I, it wasn't, that wasn't my favorite part of the record hearing this since they were kind of weird for me, kind of cheesy. It felt like, but it felt like they were trying to add something to what was going on in the scene at the time. Why do you think you missed this band? Like, like you, you're, you were familiar with tooth and nail. You were listening to bands that they were probably even touring with. Yeah. I don't know. And the thing is, the funny thing is I quite possibly saw them live around this time. (laughs) I was going to shows every weekend, dude. Like, I can't tell you how many shows I went to in the early 2000s. I would go to a show just because it was coming. Like, and back That's then, crazy. tickets were like 10 bucks or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'd go to – me and my buddies would go to a show every weekend. And I know I saw MXPX in this time. Granted, yeah. they're not the same kind of band. So, MXPX mm-hmm. is more that skate punk genre that I was into where Emery was more – seen now but i know i saw like silverstein back then like i said i was getting heavy into the scene so i might have seen i might have seen them play shit did uh, did emory ever play a warp tour i imagine they I probably think, did I, I guess they would have had to if they were part of tooth and nail and the scene at the time i didn't really I right didn't, uh, now i know something to look up for next time is tour dates and shit because I, I i didn't look up any tour dates but yeah no i pro i probably saw them live i just don't i don't know why i didn't get into it like i should have like that's the thing like this is something i definitely would have listened to back then i don't know why i didn't uh, you know what and the thing is the funny thing is i remember the album cover like i remember seeing that album cover back then and thinking that's crazy i should pick that up the one with the fish head hole or the one shattered hole. That's the one I did see was the fish head hole or the fish, the fish bowl. Yeah. 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 It's the, it's the fish head like up. That's the original. And then the reissue is the one that's like globally available is the shattered one. Okay. No, I didn't. I don't remember seeing the shattered one. The The whole one would be one that I remember. Yeah, I think the shattered one is actually on the back of the whole one of the original. I'm not sure. I I know I've seen okay. this artwork like on a Joel case. Like I, I I know I don't think I owned the CD, but at least somebody did. Right. Yeah, I probably saw it at like Fye or um, Hot Topic because at the time I in the early 2000s I was working at the mall, 
So yeah. I had FYE and Hot Topic, and those were like my go-to music places because there was no other music stores around at the time. I'm tr- I'm trying to think that I think '04 might be a little early for the softer scene stuff to be in Hot Topic. That's a possibility because they were still like trip pants. You know? <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Mostly for what what my initial plan on to get like critics reviews for this was um, mm-hmm. I wanted to focus on like people who are rating albums now that like Metacritic and Pitchfork, um, even though a lot of those ratings are kind of crazy, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, but this album, I had to go to some weird places to get these reviews. <laughs> oh, man. In, in 04, there, there weren't big music review critics. Yeah, out no, there, it was. Slim pickings as far as scene critics go back then. Now they're all over I the know, place. But... Oh, yeah. Every, I mean, that's kind of what we're doing, if we're being real. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> we keep that on the download. We don't say that shit. Yes. <laughs> you don't let them know. <laughs> you will know where this first review came from. Punknews.org. I'm sure you're familiar. I'm there sure you go. Around. Um, uh, this review is by Brian Scholes, and he gave it two and a half stars. Out, out of? Um, I believe out of five. Okay. Wow, that but on on punknews.org it has a user rating of four and a half. So users voted to raise it. The people like it better. Yes. And Brian Schultz says, and I quote, the pop parts aren't aggressive enough, and the aggressive parts are too random. Emery boasts a three guitar attack, but it's about as threatening as a chihuahua injected with morphine. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's a wild review. <laughs> A chihuahua injected with morphine. I, you know what? Yeah. Fun fact: Chihuahuas are the most violent dogs. Dog breed. They the most dog bite cases are uh, are chihuahuas. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're mean. Those they're those very little mean. fuckers are evil. But like, I I, I still want one. <laughs> like, I, still want, <laughs> I still want a little tiny guy. I I want him to be sweet. If he's mad, I'll be sad. Like if he's a bad, ma- oh, I'll be sad. Or she, he or she. It doesn't matter. I don't care what kind. Of- gender of dog i get (laughs) brian schultz continues the ability is there if they use what they have and concentrate on one area more they can create not only the bold anthem they are looking for but a full-length album that doesn't keep wandering off in different directions emery may very well be at their week's end already well i mean okay that's pretty (laughs) shitty that's pretty shitty to say about a band's first record i mean you have to give them their time to to evolve like every band does it right so don't get me wrong the the saying's true you have your entire life to write your first record i get that and you make it good i don't think that this debut is that bad i think it's great for a first record this dude is harsh as hell what what i got i think from the reviews is i have to remember in 04 in the scene and in music in general, there was a big hipster attitude where new is either perfect or awful. Like those are the, Oh, that's the Uh, only two ways you can go. Like you couldn't put a a review out saying this is okay. Like you kind of had to either go one way or the other because that's how you got people kind of how the news works now too, if we're being real, but our second review is from allmusic.com. Okay. 2.5 stars from Johnny Loftus. Again, two and a half Jesus. out of five. So puts it right in the middle. User rating on all music is four. So again, they like it more than the critic. Okay. Yep. Yep. Johnny Loftus says, and I quote, 
Emery doesn't really make clear what their statement is. They prefer to suggest that, that there is one before drifting into opaque lyrics, lyricism that maul over personal pain and a general world weariness. I mean, that's what the scene was. Yeah, I can't disagree because that's it's kind of what everybody was doing. Yeah, how are you going <laughs> to review it and say that they're, they're doing the same thing everything that's being big right now is doing? So Emery doesn't have a statement, but their statement is that we're a scene band. Like, I, it's, it seems wild to me. <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah. Wow. Critics are harsh, man. Yeah. So two reviews in. Do you disagree with these two critics already? Because I know I do. I, I do. I think they're, okay. at, at least for a debut album, I think Emery was above the curve. Yeah, I've heard a lot of debut records that go different ways. And for sure. I mean, they've they definitely evolved and changed after this album to a to a point. And then the farther we get into Emery's discography, which is what I pr- plan on bringing you probably for at least. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll run the gamut and do their discography because after like their third album or fourth album, I don't think I listened to any Emery, and they have like eight albums. Out oh there, wow! So <laughs> okay, so there's plenty well, of Emery because they're still very active. They have a new one coming out, right? They do have a new one coming out, and I did pre-order the Sawblade variant. <laughs> yeah, here is the the wild place where I got a review. It is from JesusFreakHideout.com. Oh wow! <laughs> Josh Taylor gave this three and a half stars. So hey, that's better than the other ones. <laughs> There's no user rating on that site, so I didn't get any user ratings. But Josh Taylor says, and I quote, Emery plays emo like it was meant to be done, though they rely perhaps a bit too heavily on what is a needless hardcore edge. Oh, wow. Okay. And I don't know if like maybe this website was more of a Christian site and that is not as, you know recognized i guess although did you know mortification was a christian band what no way mortification is a australian extreme uh, an australian christian extreme metal band that's crazy that's wild that's insane wow i learned that today (laughs) so did i their original band name was light force light force there you go that's I'm, i'm glad they changed it I'm glad it's good. It. Uh, Josh Taylor continues. I'll admit it does work, but it is laid a little thick and could have easily been reduced. Toby Morrell's vocals are melodic and passionate. The screams are less than melodic, but at times when they are done right, are passionate and flow perth- perfectly with the song. Huh? Positive, I guess. Okay. I was gonna say that I, it <laughs> seems more positive, but it's funny because but it still sounds negative. It does. It still sounds negative. <laughs> it's positively negative. The the final review. I don't have a review. I just have like a rating. It's the, I'm just going to Discogs rating, which means anybody who's ever rated this on Discogs, this, this is what it is. 4.22 out of 5. That's not bad. I'll give that, it that. That's a pretty solid score for, for yeah. not only a debut album, but an album that it seems like, because you're not the only one I've talked to that missed this band completely. So I'm I'm still trying to figure out what happened. Yeah, crazy. I like I said, I have no idea. I probably came across them and then just didn't. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like something else that hit me in 2004 that maybe had my attention more than that. You were really into that MC Hammer album. Do you know it? <laughs> Ninth record was where it was at, buddy. <laughs> you said full blast, baby. That's a full blast summer. Let's go. That's it. Man. Or winter because it came out in January. But yeah, 
Oh yeah, but no, you keep that thing on rotation though. If you're well, if you you're know. spinning MC Hammer's ninth album, that thing stays. I got it in the car uh, CD changer. Oh no. that one in the trunk that they tried for like the the like 12 disc one in the trunk yeah that was rough you were badass if you had that though that was a tough time yeah for me personally i i think and we'll talk about this because we're gonna go over top three tracks but sure um the the length of these tracks especially back then would have been an issue to me and i don't think it was i don't have a problem with them i mean Obviously, my musical taste has changed, not changed, uh, expanded since then. And now I'm listening to, I'm listening to black metal that has, you know, 15 minute long tracks. <laughs> four, four tracks to an album, you know. I still have trouble with track length sometimes. Like, and I think a rate around like four and a half, five minutes. If, if, if I happen to say how long is this track that I know that track's not great. Right. If you start checking the time towards the end of the track, you know that that's yeah. a little too long for you, but there's not one track on this album that I was like, how long is this? Like, I, I think every track works. I, I think maybe the secret meanders a little bit towards the end, but it's the closer. So it kind of is a lot of the close. Too. Yep. I had the same reaction to that track. I did the exact same. I was like, this is kind of going on. And then I'd look and be like, Oh, it's the final track. Yeah, it, make, it makes sense. It makes sense. And then going along the lines of uh, final track, every time I listen to an album, I listen to it as many times as it takes me to, quote, get it. And then I do, mm-hmm. it's called the bookend test, where I listen to the first track back to, like, first track, last track, back to back. Okay. And if I hear, like, a change or a journey in between those two tracks, then I consider it a pass for the bookend test. And sure. I think bet- between Walls and The Secret, I don't think you can have a bigger journey between those two tracks. Those two tracks are so <laughs> different. Like, it's almost hard to believe they're on the same album. It really is. Especially, like, I never thought about doing, like, a bookend test. But, yeah, putting those two together back to back, I would not have placed them on the same record. That's crazy. Yeah. Did you find anything in the track listing that you would change? Like, would you rearrange anything or move anything anywhere? You know what? I didn't. Um, that's one thing that I like to pay attention to a lot is placement of tracks uh, on a record. Um, and this one didn't have any that I would have. I don't think I would have shuffled anything around. I like the I like the track listing the way it is. I, I've listened to this album on shuffle a few times also just to, like, get some random songs popped up. And okay, I, yeah. I don't know, other than like Walls and Secret back to back, I don't think there's many tracks that don't work well leading into each other. Like it's kind of all the same vibe. It's all kind of working with itself. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I didn't really have too many complaints about the record as a whole at all. There was only a few things that kind of didn't, didn't like bug me or anything, but like I would have been like maybe tone it down a little bit on that synth or you don't really need to get your voice into that <laughs> upper register at that point for, you know, two syllables. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, other than that, if I'm playing devil's advocate on myself, I could say that, yes, the songs all do sound pretty similar. So like you, I could see that negative where somebody listens to this album and they're like, it's all the same song. I could see that right. being something. Yeah. But at the time, like also at the time, that's the scene. Yeah, everybody yeah. was doing yeah. the same thing, and exactly, you don't you don't fuck up the formula, man. When did the first scene bubble burst? 
like because there was a there was a time where it burst and then the scene reemerged because I yeah. think a, a lot of bands had to consistently put out album 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 because they knew that there was a bubble they knew that the scene was going to burst so then some of the quality of the songs and then when you're putting out songs that fast they are going to sound similar because you're writing them oh similar. yeah 100 i mean there was a time where you could count on a band like coming out with a record like the next year but it's sounding the same as the one pre- previous uh which you know if you were into that band it wasn't a bad thing you fucking loved it but then you also don't get any growth that's true but you could also go in the other direction and like a band like and i know i'm gonna at a certain point you're gonna be annoyed by how much i reference this that's all right be because it's gonna be in every episode at least it's gonna be in every episode at least once Perfect. easter eggs. um rem putting out like their first five albums in five years and every single one having like a completely different sound almost like i mean it's still rem that's wild but like bands like that are like so few and far between um that it's crazy when you come across one i'm not trying to compare rem and emery that's not what i'm yeah yeah that's that's not (laughs) that's not a thing we're gonna do that's unfair to both parties if we're just to both bands yeah (laughs) what were your top three tracks uh i will say disguising mistakes with goodbyes bloodless and by all accounts bloodless made my list there you go by all accounts was my third one because that one i loved it when they doubled up on the vocals yeah i mean that's kind of their bread and butter man like they they love that dude i love that another band that did that super well around this same time was taking back sunday and i loved that shit especially like that like when you even the like the back and forth between the vocalists i dude yes that's so fucking yeah. golden. I love that shit. I, I, a back and forth between two vocalists is always fantastic, dude. So good, so good. And then you like, like the th- here's the here's the thing with that. It's the car test for me. So if I can have a passenger, and I'm driving, and we can sing along and do like the separate parts, both parts. I fucking love that's that's the best. Like like you start singing a vocal, and then you know the next person like has the has the next line. And you jump back and forth. Yeah. This, this is fucking bad. Here's a fun callback. I've done that with a person in the car to Vanessa Carlton's Thousand Miles. So there's a weird <laughs> circle. Look at that. There's a weird, <laughs> weird, everything's cyclical. Everything is cyclical. That's crazy. My top three are, I think you obviously know what my top track is on this thing. It's Walls. Walls. Yep. Walls, Walls is a super good one. It almost made my top three. It would be four for me. Okay. I think Walls is almost a is almost a perfect song. Like I, I, I listen to it and I don't know how it could be made any different to be better. Like I love everything. I love everything about it. I love every different pitch change. I love right. every, every scream. I love all of that track. Fractions is number two for me. I love fractions also. Yeah. And then I'm going to be honest before my re-listen for the show, if you would have said, what are your favorite Emery tracks overall? Just period. Mm-hmm. Ponytail Parade would have been one I said. I, I don't I don't know why. I don't okay. know because I listened to this and it's it's an okay track, but I don't know why it was in my head is I love this track. I, I it's it's really weird. That was me. one of the singles that came off this. And the only reason I know that I I didn't look into it, but I listened to the record on YouTube. And Okay. It was one it of two video. songs that had a video. Okay, that checks out. Maybe that's why it's in my head is like, hey, that was one of your favorite because it was pushed. Yeah. 
the walls was the other one walls when ponytail parade were the two singles off this oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. I, oh, I knew walls I, I i knew i knew walls i didn't even i knew walls before i knew emery sang walls like oh, okay. the the track was presented to me on a like a, a burnt cd that somebody gave to me of, oh, hey, just check out whatever i got Man, I and miss that was... time in the world where we had like mixed CDs and handing off to friends. Like, you know what I mean? Like, God, I fucking miss that so much. Do I need to start mailing you burnt CDs with nothing, like just nothing on, like no, nothing written? No, Let me tell you something. Explained. So there, there was another guy that I talked to that I met on YouTube. Um, I don't, you might know Scott Costum Bromstar. Okay, I'm familiar with who he is. I've never, I don't know, I don't know him personally. We've sent packages back and forth of burnt CDs, like, oh, oh you need crazy. to check this out. No, you need to check this out. And yeah, we did that for a little bit. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, I guess the modern day equivalent of that would be like sending somebody a playlist. God, I fucking hate that. I fucking hate it. Like, I get it because it's the time, but God, I miss like, yeah. I miss going to a record store and buying CDs based off cover art and like listening to the radio and recording the songs off the fucking radio station. And I miss all of that stuff. Like I, I hate the fact like, Hey man, live your life. I, I would, but you can't do it like that anymore. <laughs> like I can't, I can't you take could, my, but you're not going to, you're not going to be recording what you want. Right. Yeah. Oh God. I hate, <laughs> yeah. I, I hate this now. I tell my kid to like learn his, his music, like get into your own music. You know, I'll support you. Like, let's go buy CDs and records and stuff. And he's like, I have no way to find new music. I was like, fuck, you're right. There's no way to like go out and find new music. And, uh, but I think it's because there's so much, I mean, yeah, that's like everybody could put an album out. Anybody could put an album out. So there's so much music that it's hard to find where to find it because there's so many outlets. Right. I just hate it. Give me Harmony House back, damn it. I just I just need to make sure you know that record stores do still exist. The radio still exists and tapes could still be recorded on. I just no. wanted, I just wanted to know you no. know that. It's not okay. the same. You're wrong. Right, that's fair. That's that, that's fair. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. That's, that's Okay, so I guess I guess do you have anything else to add about this album before we do the uh the penultimate question? Uh What did I have? Oh, yeah. Oh, the uh Bloodless or the the thing one of the things i really really loved was the subtle claps uh bef- right before the breakdown of the song like there's just this little in the back you can hear it i'm like that yeah. just that uh, i came right when i heard that like that was it oh no <laughs> oh no there goes our we just got an explicit rating <laughs> i apologize but it's true i mean i had to go to the bathroom at work clean my pants a thing that i've started listening for that uh i was listening to somebody talk about something and they talk, they were talking about snare tone and how much snare okay. tone contributes to a a record and especially a record like this where the snare is so prominent 100 percent. and the snare has almost a viciousness in this track but then it also or in this album but then it also is soft at times and it, it i don't know if it's a production i don't know if yeah. it's the drummer himself it could be a mix of both, like the engineering, like whoever did this record, like knew what they were doing. Oh, it was Ed Rose. But it, you just get that feel from it. Dude, let me tell you, he, he knows killed about, all those Get Up Kids records. He fucking, you'll, you'll learn. You're going to learn. Like I might, <laughs> I might bump what I had planned for you 
for this next week for a Get Up Kids record. For a Get Up Kids record. I fucking might do it. Do you have any other notes there that we didn't go over? Oh, the female spoken word passage in As Your Voice Fades was so early thousands. Like, I remember that happening on almost oh, yeah. every record I heard in the 2000s. Now, was it was it a sample of something, or was it... I don't know if it was a sample from something, or if they had somebody come in and just read. Uh, but I like I heard that, and I was like, oh, yep. Early 2000s, 100%. Man, when did that first Kill Whitney Dead record come out? Because oh, if we're talking samples, we can't talk samples without talking about Kill Whitney Dead. Yeah. When did that come out? I can't leave a phone off the hook, so I need to Google this because I, if I was listening to this and somebody asked that question and then we never figured it out, I would be so pissed. Just off. drop it. No, we end the podcast right here. <laughs> it's a cliffhanger. <laughs> Shut we'll, it down. We'll get, we'll get you back next week. <laughs> I don't even know what their first album officially was, I don't think. I mean, I know. Oh, uh, Never Good Enough. Oh, 04. There it is. Yeah, 04 was samples. it, man. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know they had this many albums. They had like six albums. Holy That's shit, so really? Cool. I think I knew of three. I knew of two. Man. Well, wow. might have to dive into that at some point. Oh, man. We're, we're getting deep All into right. some stuff. Oh, we're going to be deep in something. <laughs> All right. And then the, the, the final question that we will end every episode of this on, the one who didn't hear the album has to answer this. Because normally, I mean, I'm not going to say for sure, but normally the person bringing the album, it's going to be apparent that it, they like that album. 100%. Throne, own, or groan? Are you putting it on the throne? Are you going to add it to the collection? Or are you groaning because you don't want to hear it again? No, I'll uh, I'll definitely own this one. I got to just find it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I almost ordered the live cut the other night. But... Yeah, we talked about this. We talked about this <laughs> yes. a little bit before. And uh, yeah. yeah, finding a copy of this, even just a CD copy of it, isn't cheap. Yeah. Hey, just burn one. <laughs> yeah i gotta I, i'll <laughs> i'll buy the digital files or something um but yeah, yeah no head, head on over to casa head on over to limewire frostwire take care of business right <laughs> <laughs> but no if uh if they end up let's say they they re-release it sometime or uh like we had talked about do a 20th anniversary pressing on vinyl or something yeah it'll be on my list to pick up if i ever see it for sure i don't know that it's uh I don't know what 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 level we're gonna put throne at, but uh, uh, that's that's for you to decide. Yeah. Uh, for me, for me, um, I, I'm gonna have probably a lower bar for throne. Okay. Like I'm not gonna consider like throne greatest of all time album. It's just gonna be like own because obviously I buy things that I probably listen to twice and then it right. sits on my shelf. Like, uh, that's you and I both friend. So they'll. The, there, there will be albums where I'm like, yeah, I'll own it, but it'll be like, I'll spin it maybe like once a year if we're lucky. Yeah, I have I have a few of those. Throne is something I'll probably revisit, you know, more than three or four times a year, probably, or at least twice a year because I'm consuming so much music. For sure. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm, I'm right there with you because not only did I listen to this five times this week, the new Angels and Airwaves came out, the new uh, Bad Flower came out. I was listening to those. Um, and I was listening to some other stuff that came out earlier this year, trying to make up my uh, end of the year list still. But yeah, no, I I definitely Man. like this. Uh, I want to hear I want to hear more Emery before I say Throne. Yeah, <clears throat> that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, it's definitely good. I I'd, I'd give it like a solid seven and a half out of ten. Eight. 
Okay. I'm 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 gonna try to avoid rating things like personally because mm-hmm. then things come into question like well, how is this album better than the Emery album? And it's like, ah, that's not how I'm rating it. Like, I, I'm right. rating off of what the album is, like, what I if I enjoyed this album. Agreed. And yeah. Sometimes no, I like when that. I start rating things, it I may I, I think I told you this that I'm keeping track of every piece of media I consume this year. Like yeah. In a notebook and rating everything. Yeah. That's that's crazy. By the way, that is absolutely nuts. <laughs> i just went to my spreadsheet and just looked at how many albums i have mm-hmm. listened to this year so far yeah. and it's 370 jesus christ holy shit <laughs> <laughs> my god uh yeah. i'm keeping track of the ones that i'm purchasing and if i purchase them i obviously listen to them i'm at like 126 but 300. Yeah, I haven't told you how many I I currently have 26 vinyl on pre-order. I have 12 order. right now. <laughs> 26 that's, is a problem. That's crazy. I got five emails the other day of five different things shipping. There you go. Like, oh, no. You gotta love that, though. These can't all show up the same. That, that is the, in the house best feeling. Vinyl. For for throne owner grown though, um, this album would be thrown for me, I, and it's I could simply say it's because of walls. Even though I like the rest of the album, right. walls alone would have put this thing on throne for me because it's it's a staple of what directed me to listen to this kind of music. Also, like I was I was listening to Cannibal Corpse and Six Feet Under and <laughs> just wild stuff, right? And then this took me in a different direction, so I have to give it credit for that at least. I, I think. Oh man, it's so crazy because I just came to this record. Like if I if I had listened to it in 2004, I might hold it at a higher place uh personally, but I, yeah, I think just coming to like I it it's good enough for me to to say own. I'll definitely say that. I I wouldn't groan at this one at all. It's fantastic. It's a great debut. There are a few things that I can nitpick about. Um but overall yeah, it's great. It's great. It really is. Yeah, and I have that like I have that sentimental connection to it for being what it was and and I'm going to be honest now I have a sentimental connection to it because I got to listen to it with you and experience it with right. my friend and have the first episode of a podcast about it. So Isn't that crazy? Like this is going to hold that place for me too. Uh, yeah. Like I ju- I was thinking about that. Like, if you revisit this in maybe 5 years, you'll have a connection to it and maybe it'll mean more to you. It probably will. And that's that's funny because um <laughs> before I even listened to it I was thinking about this to myself. I was like, this is going to be a big record for me, even if I hate it, because this is going to be the first time like anybody listening to this right now is not going to know that we have never talked before, like back and forth no. as a conversation. We've no. never done this before. We've been friends for years now. Spoken vocally. Yes. We've never spoken vocally. Never. We, <laughs> we have messaged each other and that's, that's our relationship so far up until today. So yeah. Having I mean, this, but we also like we knew we knew each other's mannerisms and things because we oh, yeah. watched each other's YouTube videos. So we we kind of knew how the other person talked, and but interacting is a completely different ball. Game. Yeah, completely <laughs> different. I, and I'd be remiss to say that I wasn't super nervous before we started this, like yeah. waiting. Well, I think that's why I wasn't I wasn't home this morning. I had to go <laughs> do something, or I was just gonna sit here until right. noon. Like, well, it's gonna gotta wait till Scott tells me he's ready. I guess <laughs> just stare at my wall for sure. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, it's it's crazy. 
but yeah, this definitely holds like, not only is it a good record, but it now holds that place for me that like, I'm going to love this record for what it is now, either way, even if it's a pile of shit, like this music just doesn't make sense to me. It's still going to hold that place for me. Can't wait for that Skrillex album. Can't wait for that Skrillex album. I'm going to veto that shit. We have to have like, we're going to have to have some kind of system where once a year you can veto the other one's pick or something because uh, yeah, that one's not happening. Or like one every so many episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Like once every 20 episodes, you get to say, nah, pick again. (laughs) (laughs) 20 is a lot. I can squeeze a lot of, I can squeeze a lot of wild shit into 20. I know. I was thinking the same thing. Like I, I, before we started, I wrote down a list of 10 records that I was possibly going to give you. And I was going to have you pick one to 10, like which one you would have to yeah. listen to. Uh, yeah. But I had one at, uh, on the top of my head that I, I think I'm going to pick still, but then you're adding, like, I have four more bands that you say you haven't <laughs> listened to just in this podcast yes. that I now have to add to that list. Oh yeah, yeah that's gonna be to happen. that's like, gonna happen I, all the time for both of us. I think. Yeah, it's it's wild that we both know so much music, but we both have giant blind spots. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And it, it, it's crazy because our tastes are so eclectic. Our musical taste, our musical, <laughs> yes. like our collections, yes. run the gamut of freaking everything, right? Yeah. And it's so just orders I get sometimes I'm like, what is happening? Right. Right. And it's, it's funny that we have these records that we haven't listened to or bands that we haven't listened to that the other one, like get up kids for me is like, I can't believe nobody's ever heard this band and you haven't. And I know their, I know their name. And if they were on a warp tour collection, I would have heard them other than that. No, yeah, never, not a song. Unless they have a hit, I heard. Maybe if they have a hit, did they have a single? They had, they had a few on one record. I will be making you listen to. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. Th- that was kind of all over the all over the place at the time, and you might recognize it when we get into it. But yeah, like that, them and Bayside. Bayside was so huge for me. Um, I, I and I miss Bayside. Dude. I don't know. I don't know why either. Like I knew Bayside was around. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, Emery, I knew they were around. I know this cover art, why I didn't pick it up or listen to it or get into it. You know, uh, it's beyond me. And now I listen to this record and I'm like, fuck, I would need to listen to more Emery now. Like, I want to dive in. Well, I mean, the next album I bring to you will be the next Emery record, but that's not what we're talking about. You need to tell me what album I'm listening to for the next episode. I will tell you that. Sure, yeah. If you, if you have anything else about this record. No, I'm, I'm good. I, we kind of covered everything I had notes on. So, Okay, um, then, then by all means, please tease everybody and let me know so I know what I got to listen to for the next is it, week or so. Is it still true that you have yet to listen to a Mac Miller record? Oh, that is true. I've never listened to a full Mac See? Oh man. No, no. I listened I listened to that one. I did listen to I listened to the maybe the his first posthumous record. Okay, so you listened to Circles, the one that just came out last. Like it was like last year or the year before that. that I came believe out. I yeah. I think so. I don't remember anything about it, but I think I listened to it. Okay. Yes. Cause I think we had a short conversation about it after that, and you were like, you need to check out his other stuff. Yeah. So okay. 
Oh, now that we don't know, I don't know if you listen to Swimming or Circles because they're both. Yeah, I know they're two parts of the same. Yeah. I think it was the most recent one. Let me look up the album art. Okay. Let me look up the album art. I mean, that that wasn't, that didn't come out in 2021, did it? No, not 2021. It would have been, uh, Circles, I think, came out 2020. Circles was, I did listen to Circles. I did not listen to Swimming. You didn't listen to Swimming. I did not. Okay. Swimming is the one I was picking for. I, I've listened to Circles, though. Okay. Okay, so I'm listening to Swimming. That's the tease. Swimming. By Mac Miller. Is it a tease though? If we're telling, I guess that's not a tease. I guess not. I guess it's just uh, just telling what's going on next week. Yeah, like we're not showing cleavage. Like our nipples are out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I mean, I guess that's it for Emory uh, the week's end, and I I call this successful. Yeah, I think this is successful. No, it was great. I dig it. That was good. I want to thank you first and foremost, Scott, for making this happen. And you know, oh man, no, I, even I thank you giving, for for it's giving me more work to do. Setting, yeah, I thank you for for setting everything up and <laughs> taking care of the business. Yeah, and again, you know, I, this is to spend time with my friend talking about music. I, I could care less if we have one listener or seven hundred listeners. I'm just enjoying spending time talking to my friend about music and I appreciate you and I thank you. And yes, this will get emotional and real. Sometimes this is not just a bro podcast. For sure. <laughs> wait, wait till we get to all those emo records. I'm going to make you listen to. Yeah. And I'm, I'm way more emotional now than I used to be. Oh, so yeah. I may cry, bro. I cry so much <laughs> all the time. Put on a Disney movie. I'm in tears. I can't wait to cut out you saying I cry so much and then making it the final word of every episode from here on. Perfect. Out. <laughs> perfect because i don't know what to sign off with I, but i think we're good i cry so much that's how we end it <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to the are you listening podcast thank you for doing it with me scott oh, thank you and, bro. Uh, everybody out there are you listening are you listening bro i cry so much ah!